0: Episode 78, Come Lose It with Matt Duncan. A lot of fucking shit going on in this world right now. As if we haven't had enough. Dear God. Come Lose It, 78. We're losing weight on this pod, yes. We're losing our bad habits. But I'm also goddamn losing. Oh boy, am I. Let's go. Okay, welcome back to the show. Did not get two in in February, unfortunately. That is just the way it goes sometimes. I was planning on getting an episode in. I'm not apologizing for every anything, but, you know, it's just there's a lot of heavy shit going on with this fucking war going on in Ukraine and Europe. And I just didn't have it in me. I've fallen off a little bit since all this shit started to go down with my exercise. I had a really terrible week the other week. This week, after I do the podcast, I'm going to work out. That's only two days this week that I'm going to be exercising Last week was one two brutal weeks for me. Haven't had this happen in a long time. We'll get into that in the fitness update. But first we got to talk about what the fuck is going on in Ukraine. You know, what did I say like a month ago? Like before a month before the goddamn invasion. If you listen to 76, the first episode of the Rebrand, you know what, Mallory? Mallory in the booth, could you play that back, please? Could you play that back, please?
1: <laughs>
0: the fucking USSR that screwed this up and now we're our own country and we got to deal with all this shit. They, what, you think the fucking USSR us some checks? No, they're going to fucking invade us right now. Fucking Russia. I hope everyone's like, okay, nobody touched Chernobyl because remember what a fucking mess this was. Don't fucking make a hole in the Chernobyl fucking... Den. <laughs> Nobody, that's a no shoot zone. I don't want a fucking, I don't want a BB gun. I don't want a slingshot around it. I want no holes in that thing. Billion dollars to make it. Take your war somewhere else. Okay, that was uh, one month to the day, I believe, before the invasion that I decided to do the rebrand, said goodbye to Podcast Fat Boy and brought on the Come Lose It with Matt Duncan show. All right, my producer Mallory in the booth. What's up, girl? And since then, yeah, the world's changed just quite a little bit. What did the fucking Russians do? What was their first fucking thing they wanted to do? Day one of the invasion, take Chernobyl, and that's what they did. They've taken Chernobyl because if you have a base out there, Ukrainians are going to start shooting rockets and shit at Chernobyl. It's a very sensitive place, as you've heard me say in episode 76 at the end there. So now they have it. Hopefully, I I don't know what the soldiers... Do the soldiers know that they can only stay in that vicinity for so long they got to leave? You can do about two weeks but they're getting some doses of radiation just being there. You know, it's who knows if they're in the plant. Who knows if they're being idiots and taking pictures with helmets they found, putting on their heads. Many of them could be radioactive right now, running around, turning into Russian zombies. I don't know. And then now they've got control of the biggest nuclear power plant in Europe, in Ukraine. And they were doing firefighting right beside it. Caused a fire at the plant. Everybody was holding their breath like it was the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1961. I think that's when it was. And the, the best news about it is, well, they took that plant too. And I know that diabolical fucking completely stupid. I know he's getting old. And old people, when you get to the end of your life... You're not so concerned about the future of the planet. If he's only got 10 years left, if he's lucky, you know, I thought he had Parkinson's. Didn't we talk about that? No one's talking about the fact that I thought he had Parkinson's, Putin. But now he's got this nuclear plant. And so Ukrainians aren't going to be shelling that. They know that if they get out of this and they get their country back, they're going to That's going to be a huge problem for them if it's on fire. So I don't know what he would do. I don't know if he's going to shut down the power grid for Ukraine as it powers a quarter of their country. This one fucking plant, the biggest country in Europe. My God. So you can see that with all this shit going on. I feel pretty fucking dumb doing a podcast like this, you know? I'm starting to look at all the other fucking podcasts of, you know, all these comedians that go on stage and talk about their pubes. And then they sit down and they become philosophers. And nobody remembers that fucking Joe Rogan's supposed to be a comedian. But when you watch his fucking podcast, it's like anything but funny. He's not doing any jokes. He's like, he's just like stirring shit up. And it's like, ah, sometimes I feel like, is that what I'm doing? Who the fuck am I to say this? I'm doing it as a... You know, trying to be a creative thing, trying to trying to inject some humor into it. We're going to get to that in the other shit today. We're going to talk about some fucking weirdos. You know, but I hope that it never comes across like I know what I'm talking about or what I'm saying is the right thing. It is just an opinion. I am just trying to be entertaining. And, you know, I've got other reasons that I do this podcast. Maybe it's something to leave behind for people that know me. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. My wife's buying bug out bags (laughs) are fucking going to be on the run soon. Who fucking knows? So anyway, my thoughts are with Ukraine. You know, I thought I was Ukrainian for a long time. I don't know if I am. My, I don't know what it is about my dad's family. We just don't know where the fuck we're from because we didn't get a lot of info from my great-grandmother and great-grandfather. He died 15 years before I was born. And my great-grandmother, I don't know what it is about my European family that they don't want to they don't want to know anything apparently you know like i've got family over there they've been shunned for for no reason i i have no idea what the fuck is going on it's kind of like one of those things where i don't want to dig too deep i've got like a bad feeling about it but i thought we were ukrainian and it's funny because i had a ukrainian you know let's say colleague i was in an acting class with a ukrainian woman once uh like over a decade ago and I was telling her these words that I kind of have, you know, always heard from my bubka, my great-grandmother and stuff. And, and she didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's weird that it doesn't translate. I thought I was Ukrainian. And it turns out I'm like fucking Slovak. And Czech. One came from one, one came from the other. So, like, very strange. So, but, you know, Ukraine still feels like, you know, we are in that vicinity with them. We're that type of Europe, you know? My fucking people are from that type of Europe for sure. So it's just, like, fucking disheartening. And it's like, you know, it's all this comparison to the last war and all this shit, you know, World War II and that opening up again. And, you know, you see the racism targeted at refugees at the borders. And everybody thinks that Europe is this peaceful fucking place. And... It's been like the source of all war for centuries. It's just kind of gone, it's like a, a volcano that went dormant. And it really hasn't even gone dormant that long. But now it's like back, and it just kind of seems like y- you can't avoid it there. You got so many countries who have different values, different presidents, all squashed together. Like, you know, it's like they're all stuck in an elevator together there. Of course there's going to be fucking turmoil, but this is different. I'm not saying that the Russian invasion is a, is just a part of, you know, people being stuck together and getting annoyed. This guy's fucking, like, writing the end chapter of his life. He's in the back nine. He's probably on the 14th hole, pootsie. So... I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I just think that he seems like one of those guys that if you're going to be a diabolical fucko, you got a really big country where you can do that there. Why do you fucking need Ukraine? Why do you need to get that back? Why do you want the fucking USSR? Don't you see? Mo' money, mo' problems. Have you not heard that lyric, pootsie? God damn it. That's enough. Is that, was that a long enough rant about that shit? As you can see, I've been pent up for days. Pent up for days. But I will try not to go on much longer with it. Because we got a lot of stuff to talk about on the pod today. We are in the opening turd. You know what the opening turd is. It's that dump. You gotta take that opening dump. Where I just... You know, squeeze out different turds of thoughts. <laughs> you know, we're, it's it's March 6th right now. You know, the restrictions and the vaccine cards in the in the province that I live have been lifted. Nobody wants to fucking wear masks anymore. I pray for the restaurants that still want to have some vaccine mandate or mask mandate. You know, nobody had a problem with no shirts, no shoes, no service. But uh, you go in there and say, oh, you need to wear a mask. These people are going to fucking throw rocks through your windows. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, our palters just decide, you know what? We're bored of this pandemic. Let's stop reporting. Let's stop testing. And, hey, look, it looks like it's going away when you do that, you know? And it seems like that might not be the case. But I don't know. I think we're all just kind of like, well, here we fucking go. What more can we fucking do? What more can we do? So we're moving on. We're going to see how it is. We're going to see how March goes. I'm going to an outdoor hockey game in one week today to see the Toronto Maple Leafs play the Buffalo Sabres in beautiful, gloom-doom, Hamilton, Ontario. I think just a stone's throw from the metal that burns in those plants. Beautiful. I hope. I wish that it was right in, like that Gotham part of Hamilton. I wish that they just put a rink right in there, and we're all just kind of like hanging out, like getting greasy, just kind of got our legs through the, the the sides of a stanchion, you know, on a scaffold or whatever, kind of like a like a street fighter type of setting. That's what I wish it was, but it's going to be in their their football stadium. I'm looking forward to it. Look, it's a free ticket. Shout out to Guglielmo. Shout out to Guglielmo for giving the ticket. He couldn't be there, my cousin's husband. Unfortunately, he's enjoying himself on the beaches of Florida. Poor guy. But I'll step up and I'll get into that crowd of people that are going to be screaming and spittling and... And we'll see what I bring home. I keep going to outings being like, okay, let's see what happens now. Went to a child's birthday party with people that had complicated uh, views on on vaccines and whatnot and and mandates. (laughs) Thought for sure I was going to get it somehow. Either the vaccine worked for both me and my wife or I didn't get it. I think I didn't get it, luckily. A lot of people fucking coughing at that party. Anyway, trying to go out, trying to see people, trying to get back to some sense of normal because yeah, I am getting a little fucking antsy here. And you know, as we get closer to normal again, as an actor, I'm going to have to get back into auditioning in person and stuff. And I've already made my decision. I've talked about it on this podcast. And if my agent listened to this podcast, she would know what is coming. And that decision that I cannot drive downtown anymore for commercial auditions. I've done my time. And if they're not going to move forward in a hybrid way, where self-tapes can be a thing for people, then then I got to stop doing it. I just, I've been fighting this gut feeling for a very long time. And I think I'm ready to make that big change. It's exciting. I don't know how, what I'm going to do. Am I going to fully turn my back on acting? Am I going to continue in my own way? Am I going to, I just do something different because as much as, Actors are, are trying to, you know, like oh, I don't want a normal job. I don't want that normal routine. You do have some kind of routine that you get stuck in. A lot of actors do. And I'm stuck in it. And I don't like it. So big changes are going to be coming. But I'm going to be pushing as long as I can. I got two auditions to do today from home, which I prefer. I've got the equipment. I've got the skills. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, a lot, lot of shit's doing here. A lot of shit. Kanye West is ill. <laughs> what is it with this fucking guy? He's fucking, he needs help. He needs serious help. Leave fucking Pete Davidson alone. He's not the reason your marriage is over. Okay. Jesus Christ, and watching him like head bob at the Super Bowl halftime show, I was like, are you even here? What the fuck are you doing? Like he, he looked like he didn't even know what he was bobbing his head to. He looked angry. Go watch the clip of that and see what you think. Kanye West, I don't know. I I've been an okay fan of his. He's done some good stuff. He's done some bad stuff. I don't know. I wouldn't give him the genius moniker. That's just me. I think he's a highly skilled musician. Absolutely. But overall, he's a fucking shit show. I am in, once again, a fucking wormhole. This is different now. We're moving quickly. Last turd before we move on to birthdays. I'm in a Betty Holmes fucking wormhole. Elizabeth Holmes, the fucking founder and CEO of Theranos. If you haven't listened to the podcast that started this all off, it's called The Dropout. I think they did like 6 or 7 episodes during the whole thing back in the day when shit was breaking and everything else. And then they followed the trial with the podcast that she had last fall, I think in 2021. Obviously became guilty. We're waiting till next September to get her sentence and see how many years she is going to jail. She's fucking crazy too. The more, she put on, you know, she put on that voice. That's not her. (laughs) That's a character she plays when she talks. Could you imagine every time that you're going into a business meeting, you're, you've started a company and you're talking to your employees and you decided to drop, like, if I talk like this the whole time, every time, and this is, like, this is taxing to me already. I can feel it fucking with my vocal cords. She's committed to that, that every Every time she talks, she sounds like this. And apparently to her Stanford professor, where she dropped out, she actually has a bit of a nasally voice. She's more like a <laughs> She's actually like, you know, Chandler's girlfriend and friends, you know. Oh, Chandler. That's what she's more like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like Jamie Lewis, calling him flay, flay, flay. So I understand why she wanted to drop her down a little bit, but that is uh, well, you got you got to watch a lot of Sam Elliott. She's probably just doing a Sam Elliott impression. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is, but he, honestly, it's like I, I, you know, her her uh, partner, and president, CEO, Barbara lover. He's going on trial this month, so he's probably shitting cakes. Just waiting for that. That's going to be, you know, he's in trouble. If she's guilty. It's like, oh, fuck. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? Boy, you guys are going to do some time. But as I said before on the podcast, Betty's going to run shit in jail. She's going to have some commissary. Okay. She's going to be have like gold bars in cigarettes, of course, but there'll be gold bars. So with that, let's move on and do something a little positive here. Okay. Take it down a notch. It's birthday time. Connie Britton, 55. Used to say she was a, a poor lady's Tiff Thiessen. I love those round faced actresses. They just, there's something so beautiful about it. She's 55. You know, she's had a good career. Good for her. Loved her on White Lotus. I mean, she's okay. I I wouldn't say I loved it. Rob Reiner, 75. Fuck, those Reiners, man. His dad lived to like almost 100, right? Robbie Reiner, 75 years old. Meathead! Martin Cove, 76. No one's going to know who he is, but he was, you know, one of the baddies in uh, The Karate Kid. Batty instructor 76 I think he's on the new show I've had to work on that A little bit And I I enjoyed it A little bit Yale Stone 37 You remember her She was the little Brooklyn Can we talk Can we talk Can we talk From Orange is the New Blank Can we talk uh, She's actually Australian I guess that's why Her accent sounded So weird He's like, ooh, oh, yeah, ooh. Uh, yeah, I t- didn't actually finish that show. I, I I had enough at one point. But she's 37. She's a year, you know, born 85. Good for her. Good for her. Shaq Attack. Shaqie O'Neal is 50. 50 years old for the big man. I thought he was older than that, but happy birthday, Shaq. That's going to be a big one for you. Make sure you don't give any of your kids your money. It's apparently he's big thing. Tom fucking Arnold. Well... Tom, you wished me a happy birthday over a year ago, and now I am wishing you a 63rd birthday. Now you can get fat. You can, you know, just fucking hang out. That's kind of what he said to me. Uh, That was the weirdest cameo I ever had, and the best one. the, the, The bar's been set, that's for sure. That is for sure. What else is going on? Who are these people? Clara Lago, 32, don't know her. Dylan Freaser, he's 26. Virginia Gregg, she died in 86. Damn. Shooting well over 100 now. But let's move over to this day in history, birthdays. 1970, March 6th, the last album of the Beatles came out, Let It Be. And in 1998, The Big Lebowski came out. Let's not forget 87 with proud racist Mel Gibson. Lethal Weapon came out in 1987. What a year for film. A lot of good 80s classics in 87, I gotta say. And other than that, I don't think you really care that The Watchmen came out in 2009. I went to see it. Didn't really know anything about the comics. I guess the last thing I'll say is uh, if you're born today, on March 6th, I hope that you live to see the 25th anniversary of the Big Lebowski. <laughs> fitness update. Okay, so we got a fitness update. Let's get to this. Let's fucking move through because we are not even at the health news yet. It could be a longer one, but you know what? We're giving you the content here in what could possibly uh, be World War Three. So... As you recall, in February, I was doing the Derby Challenge again. I tried to redo the planking thing. But let me tell you, I had that off week. And when you're not, I can't just drop and plank, okay? I'm not a psycho. I have to be exercising to do this shit. I can't just drop and do this shit. And especially, I, I don't know what it is about planking. But it's like, feels so horrible and as the days go on, it gets way and way harder. So I ended up, like, the last, like, nine days, I did not do it. I just said, fuck it. Because it was just, and I'm done with it. It's like, I'll do a different one. I'll do a a wall sit. I'll do a push-up therapy. You know, I'll do a shoulder press, whatever. But the fucking planking one is kind of haunting me now. I did do more than the previous month by a day, I think. I think I did half the month. I did 15 days or so, but I just couldn't do anymore. I just, I just, you know, I had that off week. I was trying to fucking digest everything, and I just couldn't. You know, I was busy with work. I just couldn't do it. I did jump on the scale for the first time in months, and I will say I was happier to see that I wasn't. You know, I thought I mean, in my head I was like, fuck, I must be like 240 right now. I feel 240, but I wasn't. I think I was around 225, which is good, you know, because before I weighed in and I was over 230. So I have lost some weight. It seems to be working now. Now I'm not jumping on that scale again until I feel a little more comfortable with my workout routine, until I at least get back to three times a week. Uh, also, my diet is just, I'm at that age where I just have to eat better. I, I need to eat more fruit. I need to drink way more water than I do. I feel like that's the source of all my problems. If I could just commit to drinking water, I would feel so much better. So much stuff would improve. And I think on the last one, I talked about tinnitus and how I was having these ringing. I don't know if I was going crazy or what. I don't know if I'm still hearing it. I don't know if I'm just fine with it now. I'm just used to it. It's not like super loud. There is some kind of you know, low grade ringing. I just don't know if that's the sound of sound. You know what I mean? Is that the sound of sound? Because I feel like tinnitus would be a little bit more like a fist in my ear. And it's doable. You know, some points of the day it gets a little fucking annoying. I went to my doctor. She looked at it. Goes, yeah, it looks like there's some fluid in your your left ear. I'm like, oh okay. So I'm trying to get a fucking ENT specialist. Appointment. The one that's close to me takes like nine fucking months. Okay. So first she gets me to a Toronto one. It's like the appointment's like the next week or so. I'm like, great. So I sent her back a thing. Like, can I get a referral to a closer one? But I guess I didn't tell her. Can I also just go to this first appointment? Cause it's going to take so long with the other guy. So just she doesn't like fucking doctor doesn't communicate with me. She just sends in a new referral to the closer one to where I live and then cancels the other one, but doesn't tell me. So I drive all the way fucking downtown to one of the busiest parts of the city, which is an impossible place to fucking park that costs a shitload of money. You know, in those buildings where they're like $8 a half hour, (laughs) you know, that fucking bullshit, that fucking scam. What the fuck is that? Does that pay the hydro in those buildings or something? What is that shit? So much money for a fucking half hour. Anyway, I go, I'm in the fucking doctor's office and I go to the reception. I go, yeah, I'm here for one. She's like, who are you? (laughs) I'm like, oh no. And she's like, you're not on here. You're not, you're not. I'm like, oh, my fucking, I am crazy. And Sure enough, my doctor sent a request to cancel the appointment, but did not tell me. So I drove all the way fucking downtown for nothing. I'm still huffing these steroids. I'm fucking massive now. Uh, I, my balls are small. <laughs> it's not those type of steroids, but uh, you know, like I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to t- keep taking these steroids forever. I'm almost to the point where I'm going to stop. I think because it's. I don't know if it's doing anything. Maybe it is. I haven't taken it yet today. I should take it. I'm going to do a snort. Should I do it live? Should I do it on the pod? Should I snort some some roid? Snort some roid on the pod? What do you guys say? Clap if you want me to snort some roid. Anyway. So, we're just that we're just going to take that one day by day. And you know what? I don't fucking care. This this whole world is ringing in my ears, so I'm sure it's just I'm sure it's just life health, health news. News that is health related. You ready for some health news? Okay. We're going to talk about two things. One is one that I'm always worried about. I'm worried about my mom with this too, because she's, I don't think she's, you know, super safe with leftovers all the time. She's leaving shit on the counter too much. She's got a lot of digestive issues. And I'm wondering if that is related, but I was reading about this that happened recently and it's about foodborne illness that is serious. And in, I found an article that was like how to store and reheat leftovers to avoid getting food poisoning. A 19-year-old man became critically ill after eating his friend's leftovers. He ate leftover chicken, rice, and lo mein. And within 24 hours, he was covered head to toe in a purple rash. His oxygen levels were dropping, and he was being transported by a medical helicopter. This is from Healthline.com. Now, I remember reading this and thinking like, oh, fuck. And my wife has been really nervous about rice. Rice is apparently something that you do not want to fuck around with. Give it three days max, three to four days. So Dr. Paula Dobrik is a registered dietitian, and she's the founder of Hapia Nutrition. And she, you know, there's like a bunch of different bacterias that will cause this you know you've got your botulism you've got your e coli you know you got your listeria your salmonella those are the classic ones um and and like i guess you also need to watch out for viral or fungal infections like hep a and like a norovirus more of that shit right Anyway, there's always like some things that I was like, you know, growing up being like, oh, you got to let the food cool before you put it in the fridge and the Tupperware and stuff. Apparently, that is not what you want to do. You want to put it in smaller containers so that it does cool faster, but just put it in the fridge. Don't wait for everything to cool down. Because what's going to happen is when you want to reheat that food, you really got to cook it. And that's, you know, what's tough with microwaves. It's very uneven and whatnot when you're reheating food. They say to put some water in with your leftovers so that it helps cook more evenly. But you really have to cook that shit when you reheat it because bacteria does form, even when it's cold in the fridge. So you're like constantly having to kill the bacteria. And the problem is, yeah, sometimes with leftovers you just Don't know, and sometimes heating it up, or you don't heat it up well enough, and then you get really sick, and like, I don't want to eat fucking some leftover chow mein, like the classic leftover food, Chinese food, and uh, lose my legs, you know what I mean? So yeah, they're saying that you got to turn up the heat, you know, get get a thermometer, let me tell you something, a meat thermometer, you can get a good one, get a good one. Okay, a nice digital one, and this thing we use all the—I use it all the time when I'm cooking meat to make sure that it's at least one sixty-five. Make sure that your leftovers are at least one sixty-five. Then you should be good. If you're, you know, in doubt, just throw it the fuck out. Put it in the green bin if you got a green bin. Put it in the garbage if you got a garbage. Get the fuck rid of it. It's not worth it. Not worth it. So. I don't know what happened to that kid that was 19. I think he lost a bunch of limbs, though. I think they had to just cut, carve him to pieces because of the fucking low mane. Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine? Moving on to the next thing. This is something I've thought about and I've talked to other people that have had certain conditions when they were a kid about, you know, I've read that like people with ADD and ADHD, they seem to get a little more worn down by life. And I think it's more like, you know, you start to age a little faster than other people. And there was a study done that says that having certain health conditions in adolescence may be linked with faster aging in adulthood. And they took people, they started this in 1973, and they followed people from the age of three to 45 years old. They've looked to see if they were obese. Did they smoke? Did they have ADHD? And it looks like people that have all of these symptoms and that they weren't treated at a younger age have aged a lot more than people who did not have them. And as much as like aging three months faster a year... (laughs) And you know what? I've had fucking gray hair since I was 21. I started getting gray hair when I was fucking like 20. 20. Okay? I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. Undiagnosed. Not treated. You know, fighting through. Weights on my fucking ankles. (laughs) But I've never had... You know, blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues. Uh, I mean, the obesity. I would say I'm overweight, but I, you know, when I was younger, I was never overweight. I was always really thin. So, smoking. I was an on and off guy, never super serious. So maybe uh, I'm gonna put it out on age a month and a half faster with with the stress, the anxiety, the ADHD. <laughs> Um, so that's a pretty crazy thing to learn. And I i mean, what can I say? It's like, it just seems like it's, there's ways to counteract it. I think the best way to do it is to treat some of these symptoms when you're younger. But I mean, is this just another article that's looking for the fountain of youth, babe? Because let me tell you something. I might be aging faster, but I'm going to live to 200. Do you understand what the fuck I'm saying? I'm going to live... till I'm 40. Okay, so we've made it to the shit. We've made it to the other. We have made it to the other shit. Okay? And I've got some shit for you. i got some shit that's... <laughs> It's uh you know a bit infuriating a bit a bit annoying if you will so let's get to the infuriating stuff first this is going to upset some of you quite a bit so you know I I do follow you know as this is a health podcast I try to follow different ways of dieting and different lifestyles and whatnot and there's this guy that he's got a big following but it's still like I don't know I don't know how mainstream he is. He's got a big following though and is he goes by the name Carnivore MD. Uh-oh. Are you talking about Justin or Justin <laughs> Jordan Peterson? No, I'm not. I'm talking about another fucking doctor who might not be fully certified in the ways that you think he is. I'm talking about Dr. Paul Saladino, who is like it looks like a guy in his early 40s who lives in Costa Rica. He is a doctor, and after looking him up, it seems like his his area of expertise is psychiatry. (laughs) But he never talks about that in any of his carnivore MD videos. And what he's big on in his Instagram account is that he walks around a grocery store with a shirt that says, kale is bullshit. That's his favorite shirt to wear, kale is bullshit. I think he eats kale the most. He hates all vegetables. And he's someone that eats only animal meats, mostly raw. He eats testicles, he eats liver, he eats heart. He eats, those are the big three, liver, uh, you know, as well as like a nice sirloin, I'm sure. But that's his big thing, is he's always showing these raw foods. He's always eating them. He only eats the meats and he only eats fruit. He does not eat vegetables and he, you know, does these videos where he'll like pick up something and talk about how it's bullshit, and just to anger some of the vegans, <laughs> on the that listen to the podcast. Here's what he has to say about plant-based
1: diets. This about me, but carnivore MD was a raw vegan about 13 years ago for seven months. All I ate were raw plant foods, and I can safely say that plant-based diets are pure bullshit. I lost 20-plus pounds of lean muscle mass, I had horrible gas and bloating, and I was emotionally unstable, fatigued most of the time. Don't be fooled, guys. You know this. Animal meat and organs form the center of every hunter-gatherer tribe that is thriving on the planet and throughout human history. These foods have been at the center of our existence. These are the most treasured foods on the planet. I'm grateful to have discovered them in my own life, and grateful to be sharing the good message of them with you. Merry Christmas to all of you who celebrate. I hope you are thriving on this day and spending time with your families. Don't be fooled by bullshit.
0: Okay, so he's one of these guys that's super fit. You know, he lives on a beach in Costa Rica. He likes to wear his own self-made white coat, you know, medical doctor jacket. (laughs) says <laughs> carnivore md on it well sometimes he's just wearing that as he's walking around these grocery stores and yeah he's very against vegetables he he says that like all vegetables have defense mechanisms in them that are you know are they're they're constantly horrible or making our eyes water or taste terrible because they don't want us to eat it the plants do not want us to eat their their roots or whatever and he's like oh, well that fruits do want you. That's why they taste good and that's why they flower so that you take them. Um, and then of course he's he's always all about just eating organ meats. And you know, I think his goal is to have a billion people on this diet of just eating carnivore and he's always talking about the ancestors and this is what the ancestors did. And I don't even want to get into that. Because, yes, I understand that remote tribes, this is how they live. And, you know, he's got videos of him, like, eating baboon brain right out of a dead baboon. You know, like, shit like that. But it's like, how is this sustainable with our population? A billion people eating this much meat? Where you're eating fucking tons of meat all the time? Like, we're kind of all being told now to, if you are eating meat, and especially red meat, to... Avoid it as much as you can. Have it as kind of like a treat once a week is kind of heavy for me. Try to avoid that. Uh, It's just I don't understand how he thinks that like, you know, it's like he's the kind of guy that he's got like the shrink-wrapped physique where he looks like he jerks off to himself in the mirror. He does look like one of those guys. And I'm not, you know, hey, if this is working for him and he's, you know, able to afford it, and, like, have his own little farm in Costa Rica where he's, like, eating bananas and fucking nuts, <laughs> then go for it. But, like, I just think it's insane to think that this is the kind of diet that's going to <laughs> be able, like, for everybody to, to give into, you know? I'm just picturing a grocery store with no vegetables but, like, wait, just, like, aisle upon aisle of testicle just fucking crazy i'll give you one more thing he said just to say like see like he he even hates onions he even hates onions
1: onion bullshit or not bullshit onion is a root this is a bulb this is from the allium family of vegetables this is going to be defended why do you think that onions make you cry when you cut them They are full of defense chemicals. Again, there are sulfur-based defense chemicals in onions that can affect your digestion negatively and affect the microbiome negatively. Onion is bullshit. If you truly want to thrive, avoid this one. See, and like I...
0: I do understand with some things. I do believe that a lot of vegetables can be inflammatory, like tomatoes. I think tomatoes is something that I do need to avoid. I don't think all people do. But yeah, I do think that some vegetables, just like anything, can be inflammatory based on what your body's going through. So I'm not fully dismissing his rationale, but it just seems insane to me. I feel like most people, like me, if I were to start to do this diet, uh, my cholesterol would be through the fucking roof. And- Yeah, I just wonder what it would do to, like, my insulin levels of just, like, eating tons of papaya and watermelon and, you know, honey and unpasteurized yogurt, all this shit. It just kind of seems, like, in a way, a bit dangerous. And I just don't, because this guy is a psychiatrist by trade, I just don't know, I just feel like he's kind of more bullshit, as he says on the fucking internet. Moving on to the last shit that I think is hilarious. And I just want to talk about this quick because it's so funny with these influencers, people that become big on the internet. I'm talking about Wim Hof. If you know, Episode one of that goop show that fucking Gwyneth Paltrow did on Netflix, Wim Hof was the first episode, I think, and he's the guy. I think he's Swedish, and he's big into cold baths. He's big into swimming in cold water, you know, like in the Arctic. And, you know, it's kind of like a cure-all for him, you know. It It gets rid of your mental disorders. It gets rid of your whatever's ailing you in your body and all this stuff. And it, I think it does work for a lot of people me for one, I uh, I have never really paid much attention to him, but I am someone who finishes a shower cold. I do feel better when I get out of a shower after I finish it cold than than hot. I get really sleepy and tired, and I. Uh, but that that's all it really is for me. I don't know what you know. And I, I have experimented with cold baths and stuff at spas, and I do really enjoy that feeling. Uh, it does feel very therapeutic and and good for my circulation. But the, so this guy Wim and he seems like a nice guy. I'm not going to say he doesn't seem like a nice guy. He's not like, I would want to h- hang out with this carnivore MD guy. Like I feel like hanging out with him and like Lance Armstrong or something would be a nightmare. They would just be looking at themselves in the mirror, constantly jerking off. But, 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 uh, Wim. So it's like, he's constantly posting all these photos and stuff and everyone's like, it's, it's hilarious. Cause he's starting to show more of his like belly button and, it looks re- his stomach looks really fucked up, and some people are like, "Is that his dick popping at the top of his shorts?" <laughs> people are thinking like, because apparently he can control his boners and stuff, just like, like blinking his eyes, like fucking I Dream a Genie. And but uh, from doing a little further research, I found something that the 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 author who did his biography for him talked about. He goes, "Well, we kept it out of the book." Because it was going to take, you know, it would steer the focus away from what he's trying to do with the breathing in the cold water. But what that scar is, then it's a scar, not his cock, hard poking out of his shorts. He apparently used to be into fountain enemas in the village of where he lived. So this guy would go to a dirty-ass fountain and give himself enemas in the fountain. And what happened one day is they changed the water pressure in the town. So he went for his annual his annual fucking, I don't know how often he did it, but apparently his child was there. Can you imagine seeing this? And he went for his his fountain enema, you know? And the pressure was so immense that it blew through him like a water blade, cut up his fucking colon and his intestines. He was all fucked up. And if, you know, like he's one of those guys that, doesn't show pain and all this shit. He was apparently in so much pain he eventually passed out and they obviously had to take him to the fucking hospital and do all kinds of surgery to repair his fucking colon and shit. So it's just like, I understand why he wants to get away from that, but I hear they're making a movie about him and if that fucking fountain enema is not goddamn a part of it, I'm going to lose my mind because whether you like it or not, that's a decision you made, Wim, to do dirty-ass fountain animas where people throw pennies that have been in their ass and make wishes into that water that's just recycled. They don't, like, put a Brita filter on the fucking thing. And, like, blew his insides out through his belly button, pretty much. <laughs> and, I mean, how fucking horrible is that? But it's like, this is this is what the fucking internet is now you've got people that are seeing this and carnivore MD and they're all fucking like, you know, looking smart and, and, and well-endowed in their information and you can see it's changed their lives and their eyes. But at the end of the day, I think, how do can you tell if they're fucking crazy or not? How can I trust a guy that fucking blew his insides out with a water fountain? Could you imagine the people fucking seeing this guy? Oh, shit, here comes Wim again. All right, get the, get the kids out of here. Get the fucking kids out of your Whims here. He's doing the fucking enema thing again. Holy shit, he's 30 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He was probably cool about it, too. I'm sure he was like, now that's an enema. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I won't be doing that anytime soon. But the people that do love Wim Hof and didn't know that story about him, God bless you. I hope that it doesn't affect your cold water breathing and whatnot. You know, it's just a simple thing. Do not sit on a dirty ass fountain. Esquire. All right, that's it. 78 coming in hot we're getting closer to the 80s here we're we're what three into the rebrand i feel like i had a good rant on this one we're almost at 50 fucking minutes a lot of shit going on pray for peace in ukraine fucking russia get the fuck out of there you fucks you fuckers get out of there i'll see you in 79